I'm a huge fan of simplicity and just how simple it is and it has two meanings. It's not it's not only my name, but it's a symbol. Welcome to Value Plus Contrast, the podcast about entrepreneurs with interesting ideas and the way they work with designers to bring those concepts to life. I'm your host, Luther Young. That's the sound of Cliff Key, a bassist, composer, and beat maker. As you can hear, Cliff uses the bass to fill an interesting pocket within the composition of a band. That's what that's what the beautiful part of a being a bassist is, uh, because you have two roles. You have the role to to match what the drummer is doing musically, I mean rhythmically, and what the keyboardist is doing and and melody. So after playing in the background for many years, Cliff decided it was time to take center stage and create a key change, a multi-instrumental band. My first time actually leading a band is like, oh man, like now I gotta I gotta find musicians. It was intimidating. I felt like my the network of, of musicians were better to definitely better to me. And it's like how am I gonna how am I gonna lead them when they have more skills than me and they're more experienced than me. After setting up Key Change, Cliff approached me to develop a logo for his band. He liked the musical play on words with his last name, but also wanted the design to indicate a key entering a door to unlock a series of new experiences. So to accommodate these different directions, I created a monogram that used lines at different angles to create a blended K and C. But this wasn't the first time Cliff had created a unique band name. His musical career didn't start with the bass, but actually began behind the mic as an MC. Okay. <laughs> so when's the last time that you've like um, that you like spit bars, like even like written? Bars is with uh, I would say twenty four. Yeah, about ten years. Ah, well, okay. We you gotta, down. You got to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can, man, because I mean, I, 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 I'm a purist and it's like, I feel like I'm not a rapper because I can't freestyle. Uh, and I feel like most rappers, yeah, I feel like most rappers should have the ability to freestyle as well as write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or, a good if, point. Or not, or not rappers. Let me, let me, be, let me say MCs. Okay. Yeah. MCs should be able to uh, freestyle as yeah. well as write. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't have that. I just don't have that ability. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. But the music's still in my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> music's still in my heart, though, man. And so then when did you transition from being an MC into a bassist? Um, well, I started Well, I started playing bass at 15. Although I was in the church, I really didn't get much help or that much push to be to be proficient in bass until I was around 20. Yeah, around 20. Like, I like I really didn't, like, no one would really help me to, uh, when I was a teenager as far as uh, playing the bass, like, notes and everything. I'm still learning to this day. Yeah. And, um, I, and when I took it seriously, I, I was, I remember I was in the car well, I heard another bass player play at first, and I at that time I thought it was rain on me, 
SWV's Rain on Me. Yep. And he was playing and he was playing the bass notes and the melody all at the same time with harmonics. Uh, and wow. I was like, oh, that's dope. And he's playing SWV. Yeah. And then I was in somebody's car like a few weeks later. And somebody was playing this bassist by the name of Jocko Pastorius. Yep. The sample of Rain On Me is Jocko Pastorius's Portrait of Ch- Tracy. And it's a dope song. You should definitely check that out. And once I l- listened to Jocko, I was hooked. Actually, actually, I bought my second bass because I was so addicted to sounding like Jocko Pastorius. But I bought a five-stringer. Fender jazz bass with uh, with my with my uh, with my loan money with my college loan money. Okay. Uh, at that, <laughs> my college loan money. I went to Guitar Center and I got a five uh, candy apple red five string uh, Fender jazz bass. And Jocko plays a Fender jazz Fender jazz as well. Dope. So I spent most I spent most of my years trying to sound trying to uh, sound like trying to sound like Jocko, even when I had my moments playing in church. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, there was the influence because I was, because like once I heard Jocko Pastorius, I was listening to him constantly and I was in awe of like the the playing that he did. And it, yeah. you know, as a young person, as a young person, as a 20, probably, I would say mid-20s and down, you're worried about you get not worried, but you get um, intrigued by how 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 fast someone plays. And obviously, that was that was my uh, that was my stick when I was a, I was a young musician. I was like, oh, he can play fast. Not only that, he plays harmonics. Yeah. Not and um, I got in. I, I would say probably a little bit after. After I would say, hmm, because for a while I really didn't think that I was that great of a bass player. Even playing at uh, when I was playing at uh, um, Drexel University at the uh, gospel choir, really didn't think that I was that good. I think I didn't start looking at music as what it is, or just as mature people would look at it until like I was what in my late twenties. Okay, so it took a minute to kind of like, yeah, set the context for it. It took a minute because most people just, I mean, you play for yourself and being in the being in the church, being in the church. Um, I mean, sadly, most musicians play to amuse other musicians. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's quite honestly not supposed to be like that. Like with everything else. Music, well, the wonderful thing about music is music has an emotional connection to to people. So your job as a musician is to is to find some way like to to give that connection to your audience. But at the same time, at the same time, no ways tell your testimony or this or a testimony of a level. Yeah, yeah. Dope. So then when did you start to, I guess, transition from, so now you've like kind of acknowledged that you are like really interested in bass. How did you begin to think about like the bass as an instrument in a band? 
and then what a band could produce when everybody was in sync? Um, I, I was a late boomer, so I would say around, I would say around, uh, yeah, so before my late late 20s when I started playing with uh, James, a uh, trumpeter by the name of uh, James Gibbs, he sends me an email of 60 songs to play. Okay. <laughs> I had to learn those 60 songs in like, what, two, three nights. Wow. As I started playing for them, I started uh, to know my role as a bass player, to okay. get the get my feet tapping to, from getting my feet tapping to uh, being unlocked with the, with the, uh, with the drummer. Yep. And um, it sailed on from there as I, as I started getting, uh, getting better and getting more gigs. I started, I started learning more about the bass and listening to others. And and I've learned that the one uh, the one thing about music is music is 80% listening and probably 20% playing. Mm, interesting. So being in a band, regardless whether what instruments you're playing, you have to listen to what your counterparts are playing so you can be a cohesive unit instead of just playing for yourself and the band falls, falls in the rails. I mean, you can be the greatest bass player. You could be the greatest bass player ever playing a number of lines, yeah. a number of uh, lines and licks and yeah. all that other stuff. And not be able to play with the band. So yeah. it's very important that you listen to what the drummer's playing Dope. and what the keyboardist is uh, playing. And that's what that's what the beautiful part of uh, being a bassist is uh, because you have two roles. You have the role to, to match what the drummer is doing musically, I mean mm-hmm. rhythmically, mm-hmm. and what the keyboardist is doing and and melody so it, it's a very it's a very intricate part and not only not only that be as funky as possible while doing it. yeah <laughs> so that's a perfect transition so then when when did you get to the point that you were like okay now is the time to create key change and and was it and was it always called key change actually it started out it um I'm, uh, this was uh, back in 2017 when I decided to do music full time. It was 2017, probably. Was it 2017? It was 2018. It was several months after I, uh, I did it. I, uh, I, I made the big leap, and my dad asked me asked me to hire to create a band. And he's like, what are you going to name the band? I'm like, I don't know. Something gener- and I was thinking of just something generic with my yeah. name on it. Like, I don't know, like Key Productions. Yeah. Uh, Clifford Key. Clifford Key. The Clifford Key Ensemble. Yeah. Uh, something boring. <laughs> something boring like that. And, and, we were, and my dad and I were going back and forth. And he was like, you know. I have a good idea for your for your band name. You should call your band name Key Change, cause your last name is Key, and the and the your last name is Key, and the whole uh, term of a, of a Key Change. I was like, I guess. <laughs> 
After that first gig, Cliff was ready to officially launch Key Change and approached me to help him create a design to introduce his group to the world. So now like, okay, you've identified your bassist. You're no longer MC. <laughs> now you're a bassist like full time for real, for real. You started Key Change. When you approached me to create the design, I guess what was your vision for what your like personal, what what the brand for Key Change would be? Did you have a um, like a clear vision of what you wanted, or were you kind of open to whatever could be? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I really didn't have any idea of how to freak this, and and you helped me out tremendously. I think the first. I think. Uh, the i the the logo that i have have now is all you that that wasn't even that wasn't even me i think the concept that we came up with was uh i was going to use a, a half note yeah with the key change yeah and and you did that and then i saw the concept where uh, the kc concept where it's actually a dork it's a, a key uh that's entering a door and I was yeah. like, "That's that's doper than not, than that than something that I ever thought." So, big ups to that, man. <laughs> thank you for thank you for the logo, and it's actually getting me more, and it's actually getting me more money. I mean, they're selling T-shirts, <laughs> selling T-shirts. People people know the people know the logo. So, <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing too that was interesting about the logo is that because you were. Um, because you had said that there was kind of like a double entendre with it, even though it was, it, or triple at a certain point, it's your name. It's this idea of music, you know, changing keys. And then you kind of like metaphorically, you're entering this new era of your life or new kind of territory. It was like, um, mm -hmm. yeah. And, that, and when we when we talked before I sent you anything, it was like, um, I was like, yeah, we could do this music thing, but I don't, and I said this in real time. I was like, I'm not sure what else it could be, but it seemed like it could be something else. And then you were like, yeah, let's try. If it's something else, then try that. And I think that when yeah. you said that, that allowed me a little bit of flexibility to um, to like explore something else. Because I think the thing about the music, no idea, it was like, it was too much focus on the music, you yeah. know? And the KC, or even like the, the key into the like door it was like abstract enough but like exactly like spoke directly to you as opposed to like oh this is he the first one almost was like key change the music teacher and it's like no this yeah is it, and i'm a i'm a huge fan of simplicity and who and and just the way and just how simple it is and it has two meanings it's not it's not only my name but it's a symbol it tells you it tells you right then and there like I'm coming in and I'm tearing shit up. I got the key. I'm unlocking and I'm tearing shit up. So it was definitely I, I I definitely like the fact that I put it in your hands instead of putting it in my hands because <laughs> I <laughs> I'm a, because I'm I'm an old soul. So I thought, oh the music note and everything, it'll work. And then I was like, um, no, that, that'll get the young kids. <laughs> yeah. that'll, definitely get, that'll definitely get the young kids. 
So um, you have no idea. You have no idea how happy I was, how ecstatic I was when I saw that design. I was like, "Yo, this is special." And um, and you are you are a talent, brother. And I and I can't wait to work with you again for <laughs> with the with the other logo. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Dope. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds, yeah, you got the key. It's just a matter of like moving forward through the door, you know? So congratulations in advance. Oh, this is, this is filled with metaphors. This is a, this is the most. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's it, man. Do you have any uh, questions or thoughts for me or? So who's your favorite bass player? My favorite bass player, um, I would probably say Derek Hodge. Yo, he is another influence of mine. That color noise album, that color noise album is amazing, and uh, he and I actually found him through another another influence, Robert Glasper. Yeah, Robert yeah, Glasper, so. yeah, yeah. So it's like when I listen to him and. I feel like less so in with Robert Glasper because it, Robert Glasper is definitely the feature when he plays with Robert Glasper. Yeah. <laughs> but the albums that I listen that are his albums, it's just like he's playing. Yeah, it's like what you were saying. He's playing this very like melodic bass and also too playing a lot of like um, like chordal melodies, which is dope. And I think it's such like a like a true skill to legit be playing chords on the bass. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm. Anytime that I listen to, and by no means I'm not like a bass bass head or anything, but anytime I listen mm-hmm. to his bass playing, it's like actually inspirational. <laughs> okay, cool. And with that, that's that's a wrap. <laughs> All right, thank you for I having appreciate me. Appreciate it. it was nah, a pleasure, man. It was, I'm I'm very happy that you asked me to help out a few months back. So it's been good to just kind of circle back and see what the updates are. You know. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for. Thanks for, thanks for your, thank you for your creativity, man. I think sure. without, without the, without, I mean, keychains wouldn't be what it is without the logo, quite honestly. I mean, people would have heard the sound, but still ask who is that and been like, okay. Because yeah. 90% of the time, people, people are, uh, people need visual. And you definitely came up with a, with a great visual with, um, with the keychains logo. Special shout out to Cliff Key, the band leader of Key Change. Be sure to check out all of this social information in the bio for this show. And with that, we come to the end of another episode of Value Plus Contrast. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time.